you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, it's springtime when we do a tune-up in all kinds of areas. It may be the yard, trimming the trees, or it may be your life. You know, spring just is that kind of time. It's a great time to take a fresh look at who am I? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Maybe readjust. Maybe get rid of some of the old dead wood that's been hanging around through the winter. Time for a fresh start. Well, we'll be talking about that more. Our theme for today is, are you prepared for this? Our partner sponsor today is Harry's. Harry's.com. You hear me talk about them. My favorite razor in the world. I'll tell you how you can get yours with a nice discount to get started here in just a second. Are you prepared for this? Well, I'll have a quotation that kind of wraps around that. But here's some of the questions we'll be looking at. Dan, I don't think this is anything more than a J-O-B for me. Now, we hear a lot about people who get stuck in those kind of positions. You know, is it always the thing to do to just pull the plug, burn the bridge, walk away from what you've got, and keep looking for that elusive dream job? Well, you know, you got to be careful about that. You don't hear me telling you to just burn the bridge. And sometimes something that's a J-O-B serves a purpose for that season in your life. The J-O-B is not the only source of significance in your life. I mean, you've never heard me talk about that. And as much as I think it's important, ultimately a job is just one tool for a successful life. There can be a whole lot of other things in your life that identify success joy and victory and peace that you want in your life job is just one of those if the job's not perfect but it fits as a vehicle for getting you where you want to go yeah sometimes they are not more much more than a j-o-b but if you have an end goal in mind then it can be tolerable well let me jump back here to the question some other things dan should my introduction letters be physical mails or emails got a couple kind of nuts and bolts questions here today that we'll deal with Someone says, could I pick up and do the Innovate seminar that you used to do? I love those kind of questions. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And here somebody says, my profession is being eliminated. What should I do? Well, here's our quotation for the day. It comes from John Wooden, who says, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Now think about that for a little bit. And a lot of people who don't seem to get anywhere believe they, that the only thing they are lacking, the only thing they need is a lucky break. I mean, if only I could get a promotion, if only I could force the company to pay me more, if only I could get a new car, if only I could win the lottery, you know, if only I could meet the right music producer at a restaurant, you know, when I'm eating my burger in Nashville, it would open the door and I could be the next Garth Brooks or Taylor Swift, or Kenny Chesney, or whoever you want to be. But the truth is that people who don't do much more than just wait for that lucky break won't be ready to capitalize it when one does appear. Now, if you look at the people who got the things, the kind of things that I just talked about, people who win the lottery, get an unexpected inheritance or a free gift. I mean, a lot of times the opportunity doesn't solve anything long-term if they haven't done the preparation to use it wisely. 
Now, you hear me talk about my car stories. I got all kinds of car stories about any kind of life issue there is, I guess. But I remember one time, years and years ago, we were living in other states, so don't try to figure out who it was or anything. But anyway, the church that Joanne and I were going to had this family involved. Well, it was a mom and her son. There was no husband involved, just a mom and her son. But they were very enthusiastic and involved in what the church was doing. And the church decided to get them a new car, gifted them a brand new car, nice little Chevy station wagon. Well, guess what? I mean, in six months, that thing was banged up and not running and chugging along. It's like, you got to be kidding me. It was a brand new car. It should have lasted for 10 years. But no, if you drove by their house, you would have had an indication of how they were going to treat the car because there were weeds, broken windows, you know, sidewalk deteriorating. They weren't good stewards of the things they had. So when things came easily, they didn't take care of it. They weren't prepared. They hadn't done the work to understand how to take care of things and really maximize the value. I mean, I've experienced that uh, much more recently. But you hear me talk about sometimes helping out the gals that Joanne has such a heart for that come out of the Tennessee prison for women. And I gave one young gal a car. She had just gotten out, really needed her to start. And I thought, you know, I can help her out. So I purchased a car and it was, uh, I purchased it from a, a, a gentleman whose wife had just died. So it was the kind of their car. They had bought it brand new. It was a Chrysler New Yorker. And I mean, this was a gorgeous car. I mean, I would have been proud to drive it. Gorgeous car. Absolutely immaculate. Always in the garage. Never set out in the sun or the rain or the snow or anything. Always inside the interior was that plush velour You could lose a puppy in there. All the service records were there, and it was absolutely perfect in every way. I gave that to her. Uh, Within four months, it was running. One of the front wheels had that little donut spare on it. You know, she'd had a flat tire, apparently, and put that little donut on, and it was just running. So it was running kind of cockeyed down the road. Uh, Two of the wheel covers were missing completely. Part of one bumper was missing. The front fender was bashed in. Windshield was cracked. In another about four months, it was totally inoperable. Absolutely worthless. That's what happens when somebody hasn't prepared. Well, we we talked some of the questions here. Ask about luck. And we're still leading into that segment where we're going to talk about why do the rich get richer and the poor get poor. And a lot of you are talking about luck and i'm going to define that in a little bit but really here's kind of an adage we can use luck is when preparation meets opportunity so back to our quotation for today when opportunity comes it's too late to prepare so if somebody hasn't prepared then opportunity really doesn't mean much well let me just tell you about my friends at harry then we're going to go right into some success stories and some cool questions that we've got for the day but My friends at Harry's, you've heard me talk about it. The razor, handsomer, sharper, less expensiver. Well, the German blades, ergonomic handles, moisturizing cream, all the goodies to go with it to make that first thing in the morning a very pleasurable kind of experience. You can engrave your initials on the chrome handle if you want to. I've got kind of a kind of a plain one, but it's it's orange. Now, it's not just because we live in Tennessee. I'm not that much of a sports fan, but uh, to me, it just popped out as the best color. You can choose your, choose your color. 
but these things are really cool. Again, a great shave. Just go to harrys.com, use 48 days as the code to get $5 off your first purchase. I mean, it's only like 15 bucks and you get $5 off. They're almost going to pay you to try it out. Um, and they don't wear you out. Believe me, this is not some locked in kind of monthly program. No, they'll send you humorous emails once in a while and say, hey, have you used up what you had before? If so, we'd love to replenish it. But certainly don't worry out. Love to work with them. Harry's.com. Use 48 days as a code to get $5 off your purchase. Now, here's some success stories. And I pulled some of these from the 48days.net community. I want to be doing more of that. But there's a whole lot of things happening there. And if I leave you out, believe me, there's far too many for me to go through. But if you want to get my attention, do that. Just let me know. You know, shoot that email to askdan at 48days.com to make sure that I get your success story in the lineup. But there's lots of things happening there. I see Bob Fraser is offering a complimentary sales and marketing assessment for small business owners. He says he can find an extra $10,000 of revenue in your business in 45 minutes. And he wants some people to take him up on that. So again, just look that up. Bob Fraser. It's F-A-F-R-A-S-E-R. Bob Fraser. Check him out on 48days.net. Incidentally, if you're not a member there yet, I can't imagine why you wouldn't be. But uh, 48days.net is our community of people who are saying, I want to do something differently. I want to do something that matters. I've got a dream. I want to put legs on it. I've got a creative idea. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, those are the kind of things that are happening there day after day after day. And people readily and freely and generously share ideas and resources to make those things happen so that everybody is more successful. So just go there and check it out. But if you hear me talk about somebody here in this quick lineup of success stories and you want to follow up on it, just go to the search bar. Just go to members at 48days.net, put their name in that search bar and it'll, it'll come right up what I'm talking about. Alex Barker is sharing his ultimate guide to creating a mastermind. And he's got a lot of really great information in there and just a simple blog that lays out how to do it. Camilla Craigus has released her delightful new book, 37 Days of Different. I think I talked about that before. A guide to break out of your boring routine and start changing your life. Derek and Carrie Olson are now officially living on the road in a trailer. Uh, they sold their house that they gave away or sold most of their possessions. And now they're just touring the country with their new book, One Bed, One Bank Account. Better Conversations on Money and Marriage. Brian Bronco, who's an attorney, sent me a note. He said, I recently published a sports parenting guide called Zero Off Season. It's a quick read with tips for divorced sports parents on developing student athletes while navigating the difficult split household environment. Now, I love that. You know, you hear me talk a lot about niches. How can you do something that sets you apart from just the generic everybody else is out there? Well, here's an attorney who wrote a book on how to negotiate those subtle kind of relationship challenges when you have a child who's in sports and you have divorced mom and dad. So the book is called Zero Off Season, and the author, Brian Brunkow, B-R-U-N-K-O-W. Check it out on Amazon. Just go right to Amazon, Zero Off Season. You can get it in a little Kindle version, but a great book with a great focus there. Well, we got a lot of people excited about coming to the sanctuary in Franklin for the next Coaching with Excellence. I mean, you hear me talk about that. I don't talk about it a whole lot because there's a whole lot of people that know about it. We've been doing it for several years now. This is our premier live event. 
it's launched the coaching success of a whole lot of folks in the 48 days community but you can um, check out the conversations in the coaching with excellence group to see what people are saying what they're asking um so we'd love to see you here if you have a desire to turn what it is you're doing if people are coming to you already asking for your advice and opinion you may be able to position yourself as a coach and do it very profitably I mean, that's what we help people do in the Coaching with Excellence program. Now, as many of you know, um, I've been getting a lot of responses to a podcast listener's question, why do the rich get richer and the poor get poor? And I am going to devote that entire May 1st podcast to sharing your responses. I've also got 10 fresh copies of Think and Grow Rich that I'll be giving out to random contributors. So if you want your name in the hat, just give me your input, send a short response directly to me at askdan at 48days.com. And then we'll, we'll have fun trying to answer that big question. I know that's a big question, but we'll have fun trying to, trying to answer that. Well, hey, let's just, um, my gosh, we, I could go on and on, but I'm going to end right there. And bring in our little ditty here for We Are the Champions. Just to remind you, this is the tail end of the segment where we share your success stories. Again, if you want to have your success story shared, you can just send an email to me at askdan at 48days.com or you can go to the Ask Dan tab at 48days.com. New website overview is an Ask Dan tab. You'll see there a little red starburst where you can submit your question right there. And you can leave an audio response if you want as well. You know, if you want to leave an audio response to this question, why do the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? That'd be cool to include some of those as well. I'm not sure quite how I'm going to handle this because in a 48 minute segment, like we normally have here, I certainly can't include all the rich input that you all provided. You know, I, I just thought of this as I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about how to handle this. That would be a great opportunity to create a little ebook where we just had 48 days community responses to why the rich get richer and the poor get poor. I mean, it's a topic we could go deep in. I'm not going to be able to do that in 48 minutes, especially just sharing some ideas. But let me just give you an example, a quick example of the kind of things that I'm getting. This comes from Frank, who says, um, why do the rich get richer and the poor get poor? Simply put, the rich are luckier. Now, what's your first response when you hear that? The rich are luckier. Well, frankly, if you're poor, you may think, yeah, right, that's what happens. But let's go on with Frank's answer. If you read page 31, he says, of Darren Hardy's book, The Compound Effect, the formula is as follows. The complete formula for getting lucky. Preparation, personal growth, attitude, belief or mindset, opportunity, a good thing coming your way, action, doing something about it. That is what equals luck. That's the formula for getting lucky. Preparation plus attitude plus opportunity plus action. Wow. I love that. Absolutely love that. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Make sure you are being prepared. Again, that's our theme for today. Are you prepared? Well, let's go on. Renee says, I really enjoy your work, Dan. Thanks for all you do. I'm employable and I refuse to stay unemployed. I'd like to create a book, but I don't consider myself a writer. I read a bus- I read a business book suggested recording your book idea into an audio and have someone transcribe it into text. 
Here's the problem. I found a company to transcribe, but they don't edit. Everyone knows we don't talk like we read. Can you recommend a service or company that will edit your transcripts to a well-written book formula? Thank you again. Well, what I would recommend, Renee, is that you jump right into the group in the 48days.net community that Kent Julian leads on writing. Write it forward. There are a ton of resources there and a ton of really competent people who can answer anything that you're asking about it here and can offer their services as well. If you need somebody to edit, there are people who do that. There's a whole bunch of people. Jeez, Aaron Casey is in there. There's a whole bunch of people that I refer to that do edit books. If you need somebody to ghostwrite a book where it means they take your basic ideas and then really craft the story or craft the message around that, there are people that'll go that far. If you need a layout editor, somebody to just make it look nice on the page, there are people who do that. If you need somebody to really walk you through the publishing process, there are people like Carrie Oberbrunner who has a complete program for how to do that. Just this last week, I had one of the members of my mastermind had a new book that he launched in January of this year. So just a few months ago, new book came out with a publisher that just announced they're going to close the doors. May 16th, major publisher, they're just going to close the doors. And he panicked, wondered, what can I do? What am I supposed to do here? And I, I, I laughed when we, I talked to him about it, but we talked through some options. And I said, you know, there's really no big downside here at all. You're in the driver's seat anyway. You were from the start. So the fact that the publisher's out of, going out of business, not a big deal. If you need another publisher, you know, we'll connect you with another publisher. If you just need somebody to help you with the marketing, we can do that. And I referred him to Carrie Oberbrunner with the program that he has for authors and also connected him directly with the founder and CEO of Morgan James Publishing, one of the premier publishing companies today that have done books like, um, well, The Millionaire Messenger from Brenda Bouchard. They did Jeff Walker's recent book, The Launch. But I had dinner with David Hancock a couple weeks ago and he said he's got eight books that they're getting ready to release that he thinks will hit the New York times best-selling list eight titles that he thinks will hit the list. I mean, that's pretty major. But anyway, I connected this gentleman that I was talking to directly with David and they, they already met and are working on a plan to roll his already existing book right into their title lineup. Lucas says, I just started listening to your podcast ever hearing about you on Dave Ramsey's podcast. My wife and I moved to the St. Louis area in September from Alaska, partially to be closer to family and partially for me to get out of a bad work environment. I changed careers from IT to programming for Boeing. The problem is I don't think this is anything more than a J-O-B for me. I have a great boss. The environment is great, but the work just isn't my passion. On the other hand, I don't even know what my passion is. I'm planning to take your personality profile and I've already started reading 48 Days to the Work You Love to try and gain insight. I'm 27, I care about God and my family, but I can't seem to discover, develop God's fingerprint on my life. Any advice? Well, it, this question is, is so common. I don't mean to diminish at all, um, Lucas, your question, but it, what you're talking about is so common. Where people have a job, yeah, it's okay. And they're wondering, you know, should I quit this and go really find something where I have a burning desire to get to it every morning? Well, in your situation, I would say absolutely unequivocally, do not quit your job. When you say that you don't know what your passion is, if you don't know what you're going to, there's no reason to burn the bridge what you're coming from. I mean, the only way, here, here's the deal. 
when people talk about frustration, discouragement, and what they're doing, I just have a job. It's not my passion. We, we can spend all day massaging that and feeling sorry for ourselves. But the key is to get clear on what you're going to. As soon as you get clear on what you're going to, then we see an explosion of confidence, enthusiasm, you know, courage, those kind of things. And the frustrating negative emotions start to diminish when you know what you're going to. But until you have a clear sense of what you're going to and what that would look like, how you would continue to provide for your family, hold your head high and do the job that you've got with excellence. You say it's an okay job. You have a great boss. The environment is great. Wow. I mean, that, that, that's not something to be taken lightly. I mean, I have to be careful about when we talk about doing work you love. I mean, I don't want everybody to just continue this scramble for thinking that there's one more little adjustment to make this thing just a little bit more like, you know, the Easter candy we all had recently here. Nah, you know, be careful about that. I mean, work serves a lot of purposes. Again, it's just one tool for a successful life, but don't burn the bridges. Enjoy the journey. At 27 years old, you've got a long, long road ahead to enjoy multiple changes. It's not a matter. uh, This is a journey. It's not a destination. You know, when we talk about work you love, it's not, aha, figuring it out when you're 27 years old, you get the right job, stay there for 35 years. That's not going to happen. It's a continuing process. So continue to understand yourself, continue to understand opportunities in the marketplace and enjoy the journey. Well, Anne says, I listened to the webinar on escaping Shawshank and missed the address to go to to register for the free gift. Now there's a event actually that Kerry Oberbrenner, I just mentioned him that, that he and Joanna and I are doing together in August up in Ohio called escaping Shawshank. But it's this idea of how do you escape the prison that we've created for ourselves? You know, if you feel like you are trapped, if you feel like there's something more that you haven't really ever released, you know, what's holding you back. We're going to have a magnificent three days looking at that figuring that out, creating a plan to move forward. Now I'm going to give you the website to go to register for Shawshank, but I want you to hear it. I'm I'm so jazzed about this little demo, the trailer that Kerry and his team put together for this event. I'm just going to play it. It's less than two minutes long. And right at the end, you're going to hear the address to check out all the details for this upcoming event. I know something true about you. You've been called to greatness. To create something significant. You've heard that voice in the stillness saying, you are more than what you have become. But you've also faced significant resistance telling you the passion is fading. Time is passing. Someone else has probably already done it. You don't have the resources. You're not talented enough. You've wanted to give up on your dream, but you can't shake it from your soul. It's your time to break free. Time to find hope, clarity, and freedom. Time to identify, engage, and overcome the resistance. I have three friends who will show you the way out just like they've done for so many others. Join Dan Miller, Joanne Miller, and Carrie Oberbrunner at Shawshank Prison 
find a special little place called Spark Space. Face your prison and then shape your future in this two-day immersion experience that will help you go from prison to plan to pay off. I guess it comes down to a simple choice. Get busy living or get busy dying. Escaping Shawshank. The experience to help you overcome the resistance and break into the life you've only been dreaming of. EscapingShawshank.com Well, there you go. EscapingShawshank.com Is that the coolest trailer or whatever? I, I just love that. I still get goosebumps when I hear that myself. Can't wait for it. We're going to have a great time together just walking through that prison purpose and plan you know, when, when we do events like that, it's not just a matter that I've got it all figured out. I'm just going to share my wisdom. It's an experience that we do together. I, I want to talk about that a little bit more here when I've got somebody asking me about innovating. Let me introduce one more question here, and then we'll kind of build on that again. But that event, escapingshawshank.com. If nothing else, go and watch the trailer. It'll inspire you if you do nothing more with it than that. Andy says... I'm beginning the job search process and I'm preparing letters of introduction for my first 15 choices. My question is if these letters should be physical mail or emails. Thanks. Well, they should be physical mail. Now here's one of those times where we have to be aware of the changes that are taking place. And yes, you can email your resume to 10,000 people tomorrow with a click of a button. Don't do that. It doesn't work. Just, recognize that you sending something to somebody unannounced unasked for unsolicited is still going to see be seen as an invasion of their privacy you know there's no way to avoid the avalanche of things that we get but to do your resume or a job search that way starting out is certainly not going to put you in a professional light so even though it seems awkward slow old school yes send your introduction letter your resume, do those with physical mail. When somebody said, oh, wow, I love what I'm seeing here, love to connect, and they shoot you a quick email in response, then they've opened the door to communicate via email, and feel free to do that. Not until they've made the initiation. Okay, Tamara says, thanks for everything you do. I was disappointed to hear that you've dropped the Innovate Seminar as it had been on my to-do list for a while. But an idea came to me, could I possibly take up where you left off and start offering the Innovate Seminar myself? I have a half-baked idea about offering some sort of a creativity seminar for years now. Instead of me trying to recreate the wheel, maybe I could use a program that has already been developed. Is this something you would consider? Thanks, Dan, bless you. Oh, and she says, P.S., I'm, I'm curious about the African boy your son adopted in Kenya. You've not mentioned him visiting your home recently or moving to Costa Rica. How is he? Well, thanks for asking. Let me ask the, answer that one first. It's fun. That young man's name is Francois. Just a really neat young guy that Jared, my son, kind of took under his wing when Francois was about 11 or 12 years old. Not sure how old he is. You know, one of those street kids with no official birthday at all. We, he gave him a birthday and have, have had celebrations for several years now. But anyway, it was one of those things. He's doing very well. Now, what he's doing is he is back in Rwanda. 
Rwanda was his original home. And looking at all the options, it's really the best place for him. He's gotten some training. He's been through training program. He has a great job and is doing a wonderful job. Now, here's the deal. To get a visa for somebody like Francois to leave the country is very, very difficult. I mean, just think about it. You know, countries seeing a one-way visa out of Kenya. Now, nah, that's tough to or out of Rwanda in this case. That's tough to do. So they got permission for him to live with them in Kenya while they were there. But now they've moved to Costa Rica. Francois at this point is 20 years old. Again, we're estimating, but he's 20 years old. So he's a, he's a young man. To pull him out and put him into a new culture is, again, a very major kind of adjustment. Having to learn a new language, a lot of roadblocks there. And all things considered, Jared and Francois together, I mean, they, they discussed this together, decided that the best thing for him was to stay in his native Rwanda and do well there. But thanks for asking. Now, back to your question about Innovate. If you were going to do Innovate... You have my blessing to take any of the ideas that I've had and make it your own and make it your own event. That, that, let me just say that real unequivocally right off the bat. There's nothing proprietary. There's nothing I'm holding captive. If you want to take an event and do it, but then it's going to be your own. Just as the events we do here are very much part and parcel of who I am and who Joanne is and Ashley, my daughter. We make the events here an experience. It's not just a set of knowledge. So this is not a matter of getting people in the room and just reading a script to them or telling them, giving them new knowledge. It's the whole purpose of Innovate. And for that, we wanted to have people who are creative artists and musicians and authors and coaches and speakers who want to do more with what they're doing. They want to know how to shape that, how to turn it into something viable and how to create income from that. And that's what it was. But in doing that, we created an experience. So people would come here and, you know, we eat together. We walk the trails together. We sit out and may have a bonfire together. I mean, yesterday we had an event here, um, happened to be a birthday party for one of my granddaughters, Clara, Ashley's oldest. And believe me, it was an event. I mean, we had about 40 kids and parents. I think we had about 70 people here. And the kids were saying, oh my gosh, this is the best birthday party I've ever been to. Now, some of the things we did is, of course, we have a zip line, which was eternally popular, had a long, long waiting line all through the afternoon and evening into the darkness. But we also had, well, here's some of the other things we had. We had had a hayride. So I've got a trailer behind my little tractor. We put lots of blankets and pillows in there. And we had that thing stuffed stem to stern with little kids and took them on a ride around our property. It didn't make it as long as I usually do. Usually we go across the road and over into my neighbor's property and all the way back to see the baby goats. I didn't do that because we had so many little kids stuffed in there i was a little reluctant to take that long a trip but we we do that so they all had a, a hay ride which many of them never experienced before and then clara wanted to have a food fight so it was a secret to the kids none of the kids knew now we let the parents in on it because we wanted them to bring extra change of clothes but clara wanted to have a food fight so we had this massive birthday cake and when she blew the candles out she immediately grabbed handfuls of it and started throwing it at people throwing it at the kids that were standing around. Well, obviously some were kind of taken aback and it's one of those things when, when kids get a sense, you know, like when we take kids to Logan's where you just throw the peanut shells on the floor, the first response is, 
you mean this is really okay? We can really get away with this? Well, yeah. And when kids see food flying around and the parents are okay with that, they're like, oh my gosh. So we had massive mounds of spaghetti, whipped cream pie plates, cake, and they did a food fight. And it was hilarious. I mean, they got serious about it. Adults got involved as well. But it's an experience. It wasn't just one more birthday cake. You bring a present, sit around the room, blow out the cake, eat too much cake, go home and forget about it. These kids will never forget that. It's an experience. So the events that we have here are always like that. It's an experience. So if you create something new and want to do that, go ahead, make your own creativity seminar. There's really nothing I have to pass on or that I want to have just duplicated. And there are parts of that event that we are now doing in other events. I mean, there's one called a launch that I'm doing with my good friend, Ken Davis, where we really do help people who are authors, speakers, coaches, musicians, artists, develop what it is, define their assets, discover how to position those and then how to monetize those. That's an event that I'm doing with Ken Davis this year. Also, you heard me talk about escaping Shawshank, doing it with Carrie. It's, you know, what's holding you back. If you think you're creative and you've never really been able to benefit from that in any way, what's holding you back? Well, that event is going to address that. So there are things that we, but the point is there are a lot of things that we did do that we no longer do here. Got somebody else that says, I remember a while back, this is Sanford says, I remember a while back you gave a class or workshop on becoming an author. I think you also give insight into publishing. It was held at your sanctuary. It might've cost $500. I'm interested for my 19 year old daughter who has a lot of potential as a writer. Will you have that again? Thanks for your time. Well, that was called right to the bank. And we did that for, I think four years. And it's one of those that was in the 15% cut list for one for last year. No, we're not doing that anymore. There's a whole lot of people doing workshops and seminars on writing. And I just decided it was a crowded field. I had some new ideas I wanted to do. So we're constantly changing things here. Nothing stays the same. We're constantly changing things, which I find invigorating. It keeps me alert and alive rather than just getting locked into the status quo and what I call comfortable misery. Nah, I don't want that. I mean, the events that we had innovate and right to the bank were extremely successful and if you look at that from a financial standpoint, at the end of the year, you'd think we were nuts for changing them. That's just kind of how I'm wired. We're going to do some new things. And if you've got ideas in that same space, want to do it, I certainly embrace your desire to do that. Go ahead and make it happen. We've had people, I had, as a matter of fact, um, Kent Julian, who heads up our Write It Forward group and 48days.net, asked if I would mind if he did a workshop for writers. And he did. I mean, he, he developed a workshop out of that. I think it was called like write it forward, but uh, certainly no, I'm not offended at all. I'm not going to do it anymore. Help yourself. Go ahead and do it again. Uh, you know, I take these requests seriously and we've got a lot of people who say, Oh, I was going to come to innovate. I was going to come to write it to the bank or write to the bank. Uh, we do have a write to the bank product. So we still have the product, a very popular product of ours, available both in physical form or digitally. So just check our resources right to the bank. You can still get that. That would be a great help to your daughter and a lot less expensive than coming to an actual seminar here. And I walk through the same kind of principles that we shared here. She misses the experience that I talked about, but certainly gets the information. Well, let me take a breath here. 
Anyway, a reminder that you can submit your question. Just go to the 48days.com site, click on Ask Dan. You can submit your question there. I'd be happy to consider that for an upcoming show. Okay, let me go to Ray says, I'm attending many conferences and meetups this year. What should be my main objective when I attend them? I hear some people say that I, that one tip or takeaway could take my business to the next level, which means I need to listen to the speakers and take good notes. Others say that the sessions don't really matter. It's meeting people, attending the conferences. It'll make it worthwhile. I even heard Cliff Ravenscraft say that being in the halls during other sessions are the best time to meet the speakers. What should my agenda be when I attend conferences and how can I add value to others? Here are the ones I'm attending. And he lists some of the ones that he's attended. Dave Ramsey, Smart Conference, Catalyst, Podcast Movement, some other things that he's going to. Well, I go to quite a few conferences. I just, I just went recently to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. They had, I think it was something like 130 sessions, which means that a lot of them are running concurrently, obviously. So you could take your choice of maybe six or seven sessions running at any given time, and it took place over three days. So a whole lot of things that you could take advantage of. I think that I sat in maybe three or four of those sessions, which means there was a whole lot of time that sessions were actually going on where I was not in a session. And I'm doing exactly as you describe here, Ray. I'm doing exactly as you describe because I think the most valuable thing for me is meeting with other people, meeting them individually or in small groups, talking to other people, not just the speakers, but, but other people who are there who really are doing something interesting, learning from them, talking to the vendors in the exhibit hall. So I don't have a heavy rush agenda to get to the sessions. For one thing, the sessions are recorded I mean, you have to recognize in today's environment, knowledge is easy to get. You can jump on online at any given time, day or night, and get all the knowledge you need about any particular topic. So just getting the knowledge is not really that unique. And I can go back and listen to any of the sessions that I want to. Well, I do that, chances are pretty slim that I'll do that. But it's available. So I know that it's there. But what I really value yeah, are the connections with people, the experiences that I would not get to experience other times there. We started off that night. Michael Stelzner had this amazing event that kicks off social media marketing world where we're on the USS Midway, the aircraft carrier. Now it's no longer an active carrier. It's essentially a museum, but it's a, this amazing piece of architecture. And we walk around on that. There are food, food islands, you know, at 10 different places in there. But it's a place to mingle with people. There was no presentation at all, but you could experience the history of the ship. It's in a unique environment, but ultimately you're connecting with people, talking with people who are in the same path as you. That's what you really look for. That's what I look for when I go to events like that, for sure. Just think about, again, what we talked about, uh, how you get lucky, the formula for getting lucky that somebody shared a little bit earlier. Preparation plus attitude plus opportunity, plus action is what equals luck. Now, in that, there's not much about just learning new information. I guess that would go in the preparation stage, but it's a small component of what actually moves the needle or change your life. Knowledge, information doesn't change your life. It's understanding and application that does something in that regard. Now, I got an interesting one here, and we may just 
park here for a little bit. This comes from Chad Pennycuff. Chad's been uh, connected with 48 Days Community for a very long time. Um, you know, it contributes in many, many different ways. But he says, hi, Dan, Ashley, Dan, and friends at 48 Days. I read this article, thought Dan could have fun with this on, my pod, on the podcast. And this is the article. And, and it really opens the door on something that I think is important for us to look at. The article is that notaries, remember those people called notary publics, public notaries, notary public, notaries, all right? They're people who witness a signature. They're complaining that their jobs may be eliminated by webcam notaries. That means that you'll be able to just log on and have somebody witness your signature, but they're not there with you. And it essentially pulls the plug, pulls the rug out from under what these people have been doing since we go back to the time of early Rome. I mean, literally, you know, the public officials called scribes that rose in ranks because they would record the actual facts of judicial proceedings. I mean, then it led to one thing to the next. And at this point, I mean, they don't have a little inkwell with a feather that they and a quill that they dump dump down in there to witness your signature no it's very very different and at this point i did get something notarized this last year i'm trying to think when was the last time i actually had to go to an office to get something notarized for one thing um, public notaries are, are, are pretty common these days most fedex stores or ups stores there's somebody there that'll notarize the signature if you need it um the uh, well, most banks have somebody, but I had uh, something I needed notarized, and I needed the signature of my mother-in-law, who was in you know later stages of life, and about three months before her death. Actually, now that I think about it, and she was in a nursing home, and I didn't want to have to take her out of there, so I contacted somebody through Dave Ramsey's office, just grabbed one of the gals there who is a public notary, and had her meet me over there at the nursing home to notarize that signature. So there are rare occasions where it's still needed, but mostly it's not something, you know, you used to see signs in people's front yard, public notary. Can you imagine that today where there would be enough demand for your work that you would have a sign in the front yard and have people stop in to get your signature notarized? Well, it just isn't very common. Anyway, there's a bill coming up in Texas that would essentially eliminate the need for services of Texas notaries. And of course they are screaming bloody murder. My gosh, don't take that away. That's, you know, we're trained for that. I'm not sure what training you need to witness somebody's signature, but you need a little license and have that little stamp and that little stamp that crinkles the paper. Well, that's what you need. But what do you do if your profession is threatened? What do you do if you are, you pick cotton by hand and you're really good at it. And then Eli Whitney comes along with a cotton gin. Does that just kill your career path? What if you're a blacksmith? Henry Ford comes along and people are no longer dependent on horses for public transportation or their own personal transportation. What do you do when that happens? Well, I pulled up, I did a quick search. Forbes has a list of 20 careers that are headed for the dustbin. Now think about that. Some of these things, some of these things are, are, are interesting, to say the least. And I'm not going to go through all 20, but here's some of the, an example of some of the things that are becoming obsolete. When you think about this, postal service mail carriers. 
mail sorters and clerks. Now, more and more, the, all that's being automated. But think about the delivery. I've talked about this before. This is something that has to be on the bubble, is mail carriers. Is it really necessary for them to drive around in the country, open your mailbox, and put things in there? I mean, at this point, with the communication that we get, if they came around once a week, or maybe just incidentals, I think it would probably be okay. And I certainly we're seeing a phase out on that. Sewing machine operators, switchboard operators. Remember, remember the old, this will take you back a ways. If you remember this, remember the old hee-haw Lily Tomlin was a switchboard operator. See if you remember this. Five ringy dingies, pick up. <laughs> Hello. Is this the party to whom I am speaking? There you go. That, that's her famous line. Is this the party to whom I'm speaking? That's a switchboard operator. You know, I grew up in the country out on a farming rural area and you would pick up the phone. We were on a party line. Some of you probably don't remember that. Obviously, a lot of you aren't old enough to remember party lines where there may be some Mabel up the street, maybe on the phone. You had just listen in once in a while to see when she was finished because it was a common line usage. Can you imagine that today? Well, Word processors, door-to-door salespeople. I mean, when's the last time you had an Avon lady knocking at your door, a vacuum cleaner salesman, or water filter, you know, goes on and on. Now, here's some of the areas. Anytime that we have things that are diminishing, there are new areas of opportunity. So as part of our own preparation, the key is look where things are growing rather than diminishing. I mean, I've done a lot of things through the years where uh, we've looked at trends and seeing how some things are i mean we used to do an electronic newsletter my goodness we used to lay that thing out and put together articles we had about a six week lag time to get it all ready to get it printed and then folded and sent out but it was lovely i mean it really was gorgeous people loved it when i went to an all electronic newsletter back in 2000 15 years ago now went to an all electric i had people scream bloody murder they wanted that physical newsletter. I said, well, that's, it's just not going to happen anymore. We don't do that anymore. Just like a lot of other things I talk about, not going to happen anymore. We're moving on. But we had people resist the idea of not getting that physical newsletter. Well, anytime we have things that are diminishing, let me give you some positive things to end here as we kind of wrap up. There's going to be new areas. Here's some of the hottest areas of job growth. Veterinarians, that, that growth is up 36%. I mean, there's like 22,000 new positions that could be filled if there were veterinarians to fill them. Mental health counselors, medical scientists, stonemasons. This is what I love. There's a lot of real physical trades in here where we need people and people can do really, really well. With health educators, audiologists, bicycle repairmen. How's that for one? I mean, think about how many more people in the world are using bicycles. We need good bicycle repair people. Dental hygienists, physical therapists, brick masons, block masons, marriage and family therapists, interpreters and translators. If you think about how the world is shrinking, we need people to help people understand cross, cross cultures, occupational therapy assistants. There's a whole lot of things. Pipe layers, plumbers, pipe fitters, carpenters. Biomedical engineers, home health aides, you can see the kind of things as people are aging, the baby boomers are getting older, the kind of things that are going to need to be done. Well, we could spend a lot of time there. We're out of time. Remember, remember our quotation for today, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. So make sure that you're involved in 
preparation now. I know you are. You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't one of those who is on top of things and is prepared and is making things happen. So again, thanks for being part of this amazing community where we in fact are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Stuck in the J-O-B Can someone set me free? I've had enough of this This life is meaningless These hours don't pay enough This work is just so tough I need to get away The clock is ticking so don't delay God. 